It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll introduce my guest momentarily, and I promise we're going to have a lot of fun. I usually do take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about, and I do this every single week. I've been thinking about the topic of giving lately. Many people who've been on my show have talked not only about how much it helps other people, but it helps themselves as well. There's something supernatural about giving to others. Many people think giving is all about money, but that's not necessarily true. Giving can be about offering resources and connections, referrals, but most importantly, giving can be about time. Think about that for a minute. Time is the one resource we can't ever have more of once it's spent. We can always make more money. We can always meet new people to help us, but the time we spend with others shows how much we care about one another. I'm always so thankful when the people who are important to me give me their time when I need it. And by the same same token, I'm always glad to give my time when the important people in my life need it. So let me ask you this. Who can you give to this week to make a difference in someone else's life? Once you identify that person, give. You'll be so glad you did. And with all this in mind, if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 3. It's the third and final installment of that series. You can find it on Amazon. The Kindle, I believe, is 99 cents, and the paperback is very reasonable as well. So go ahead and pick up a copy of that. I would be very grateful if you did that. And leave a review on Amazon. That's even better. So my guest this week, returning for the seventh time is Brandon T. Adams. He is my most frequent guest. We always have such a great time together. Let me tell you about him. Brandon T. Adams is an Emmy Award-winning producer. He's also a podcaster, speaker, inventor, advisor, crowdfunding expert, and media expert. He's a serial entrepreneur, owning a stake in a number of businesses, including the Accelerant Media Group, Live to Grind, Young Entrepreneur Convention, Success in Your City, and a whole lot more. He's also a co-host and executive producer of the Success in Your City TV series, which is a show on a mission to redefine the meaning of success. He's also the associate producer and youngest feature entrepreneur in the movie Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, based on Napoleon Hill's best selling book, Think and Grow Rich. In addition to his TV and film work, he's also hosted the influential business podcast, Live to Grind, and he himself has been a guest on hundreds of shows, including this one. And he also hosts his annual event, Rise and Record, which is a must attend if you want to learn how to use video to build your business. We have a lot to unwrap and unravel today. So here we are with my very special guest, Brandon T. Adams. Brandon, welcome back once again. I'm so glad you're here. Number seven, baby. I am excited to be back. It's always my pleasure to be with you, Brian. Oh, fantastic. So here's the question I like to open with. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are today? Early on, I knew that I was going to do something. I always said I want to do something great, especially somewhere in sales. But I never thought it would take me on producing TV shows or even winning Emmys or, or doing anything that I really kind of did today. So it's it's crazy where life's taken me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your rock bottom defining moment. 
Well, I have multiple rock bottoms. Uh, I think I think the one that really kind of sticks out to me right now is I'll never forget. I was actually back home in Iowa. I was going through a very difficult time, uh, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I had made millions and lost millions, but I was at a point in my career where I was going through a huge obstacle uh, setback, especially financially. I never forget. Uh, I was at my parents' house, and my wife called me, and she said, Brandon, I can't find our vehicle. And she's like, I don't know where it's at. And at that moment, I realized our vehicle was repossessed, mm. and it was wintertime. We were living in Minnesota, and she actually had to Uber home. But I was uh, four hours away. I wasn't with her. And after I got off that phone call, I started screaming. I went down to uh, the basement where I was staying in my parents' house, and I just started bawling and so angry. And I felt so helpless. And also I hated that I had put my wife into that situation. And that was that was really a rock bottom for me because I, I was just literally the break of bankruptcy. I thought I was going to have to file bankruptcy, and I literally was putting the person I loved through it. I felt like there was nothing I could do. It was suffocating, and uh, that was really kind of a defining moment for me, and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do to get out of that, but I knew that I was going to do whatever it takes to never be in that position again, but also to be have so much money that that would never even be an option. Absolutely. You ended up getting the biggest deal in your career not long after that, didn't you? Yeah, it was – it was actually – that was a different uh, low moment in my life. Um, mm-hmm. This was actually not that long ago, Brian. It was it was like three years ago. This was 2019. So I had had my success. I had uh, made deals, made things happen. But uh, most people didn't realize I was actually going through another big obstacle because I had just done the show and I put a lot of money into it. And I had a lot of things hit me at once. But you know what actually gave me my opportunity was when COVID hit. Uh, I had speaking events set up every week, and then all of a sudden it went to nothing. Right. But I reinvented myself, and I used the power of what we use Zoom today or Skype, and uh, really started to catapult my advisory company. I'm so glad that you pulled yourself through it. You're a champion. You, you've been through a lot, and you've definitely earned everything that you have that is in your favor now. So let me ask you this. When things got tough, what caused you to not give up? You know, a couple things. I mean, one, uh, I, my wife, the the person I loved also, um, I I looked at the book, as you know, I'm a big advocate of thinking to go rich. I I produced a movie on it uh, a few years back and I'm featured in the film, but there's a part in that book where it talks about our brightest days are beyond our darkest nights. Our greatest successes are just beyond our, our darkest times. And, I uh, I keep I kept thinking of that, and I realized if I kept showing up, kept going forward, even though it sucked and I was in a very bad space, that eventually I would get my break, and so I just had that mindset. And then eventually I would find my breaks, and slowly one by one I was digging myself out of a hole. And before I knew it, I was building momentum, and so mm-hmm. that that's what kept me driving. Other other people that I loved, and and just I didn't want to give up, never give up. Yeah, you you definitely have a warrior mindset. You do not give up, and I love that about you. I mean, I think I always preach this. It's always easier said than done, but it really is true. Like whatever you're going after, 
if you literally just keep pushing forward, you're going to achieve something. And, and like I said at the beginning, like I knew I was going to do something great in life. I just didn't know what it was going to take me where I'm at today. And sometimes when you go after something, you may not get exactly where you're intending to go, but it will take you somewhere great. And mm-hmm. so you got to look at your obstacles as your opportunity and growth. And what can you learn from that? And how can you use that current situation to your advantage? Absolutely. Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? I, I was born. I mean, I literally, it was just a part of me. I, I say ever since I was born, I was an entrepreneur because my dad was an entrepreneur. He was honestly grinding. And I mean, as a little kid, three, four, five, seven years old, I was riding around with my father in the ice business in a truck and I saw him work as an entrepreneur. And there was things that happened back in the day when I was a kid that I didn't understand in that moment. But now years later, I understood what was happening. My dad was going through obstacles himself. I saw him working with customers. I saw him put in the grind and and do what was necessary as an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. that really was ingrained in, into me as a human being. And I, I didn't really know any other option besides being an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. So you are a crowdfunding expert. You've also are experienced in raising money from investors and sponsors. How do you know when it's time to pull the trigger on crowdfunding versus finding investors and sponsors for something. Yeah, so crowdfunding is more of a way to raise – I mean the beautiful thing about crowdfunding if you're doing like a reward-based crowdfunding is you're not giving up equity. And it's, yeah. it's almost a way to pre-sell a product or service and get people to fund part of the journey, and they get to be a part of it along the way and get access to the product. Now, you can also do equity crowdfunding. You're giving up equity. A traditional fundraise is you're raising money for your company, and in return, you're giving them uh, options or stock in the company. Mm-hmm. And then sponsorship I've always liked is you know, when I did my shows and, and everything else over the years, even events, I creatively took my crowdfunding knowledge and applied it into getting people to fund whether our shows or, or concepts, and we internally crowdfunded through, hey, we'll make you a sponsor. We'll make you a producer. We'll mm-hmm. give you an experience. And so that's kind of always the route I went because I never wanted to really give up equity. Absolutely. So this is the seventh time on this show, and you've come a really long way since we've known each other. What do you think has been your biggest secret to achieving success? You know, I would say it's quickly, I mean, taking action is important. You got you to gotta be taking action. But even more importantly, you need to be around the right people mm-hmm. because – you you need to have experts and people that have been further than you and achieved bigger things and have experienced obstacles. I mean, most people, Brian, in, in my circle are twice my age, and they've went through so much, and I can learn from their mistakes and, and learn from their, their, their things that they did right. So I would mm-hmm. say that, and then the other thing is, is you got to have a, a powerful mindset, and it's yeah. doing the things. It goes back to being around the right people, mm-hmm. but doing things that have your mind in a positive state because if you're in a negative state, it, you're not going to get positive results. You have to force yourself, and, and I do that by exercising, reading books, investing in my mind, and again, mm-hmm. putting myself in positions where I'm around positive people. Yep. And we've got a minute to the break. I know that Think and Grow Rich is your favorite book. <laughs> You've yes. had lots of involvement in that. So if you don't know how to do something, just just do it anyway. And the path will unfold before you, right? Yes. I mean, it's the book, everybody asks, well, what's the secret of the book? Well, for one, it's figure out, start thinking, 
thinking about what you want and thinking about the right things. But the next thing is you got to do the execution. You got to actually do something with it. You can't just sit there and think all day. <laughs> right. Exactly. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest is Brandon T. Adams, and we are going to talk about a lot of different things today. He's got such a wide and various background. We're going to talk about building relationships with powerful people. We're going to talk about giving value. We're going to talk about using video to build your business and so much more. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's Have you ever walked into a room on a mission to get something and totally forgot what you went in there for? I do it all the time, which makes me feel like a total civ head, as the Brits would say. Some might blame it on old age, but a recent study reported in the Quarterly Journal of Experimental Psychology suggests the simple act of passing through a doorway causes memory lapses. It appears the brain regards a doorway as an event boundary and effectively files away whatever you were thinking about as soon as you step through. What's a word for the feeling your thoughts are being stolen? Nucleptia. So, what's the solution? Try carrying an object that reminds you of the task. For example, if you go into another room to get a pair of scissors, carry the object you want to cut. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do that. Uh, leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. And oh, by the way, if you have Siri, Alexa, a Google device, even Spotify, you can listen to the most recent episode for free. And that is a huge blessing. So Brandon, let me ask you this. And this is one of my favorite questions that I've been asking people over the last few months. What is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be. It could be something that you didn't take advantage of soon enough, or it could be something you held on to way too long. But what is the most expensive mistake you have ever made? Well, you know, it's it's a tough one because I was going to tell you, I, I look at anything I did wrong, actually in the long run worked out and I look at anything I put money into, I mm -hmm. always find the right way into mm -hmm. something. But I, if I were going to give you the answer, it was, it's probably the, 
getting into business with the wrong people mm. um, is has been the the biggest like mistake that I would say is a mistake because everything else I, I see was worth it. Um, getting the business with the wrong people. That is so profound. And I will tell you, I would probably say for me, along a similar vein, uh, working with the wrong clients. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because it's just it's exhausting when when your phone rings. If you are not filled with joy when a client calls you, you've made a bad decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You, you can't and you got to sometimes you just you can't some people you don't want to take money from. Right. Oh, that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. If I know that it's just not going to be a great fit, I'll gently suggest that maybe somebody else is probably a little more in line with maybe what you want and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So what is the highest value skill that anyone can learn? Highest value skill, you know, I, you know, I'm going to throw a couple ways of this. One sure. is I just told somebody this the other day because they, they asked me how to, they said, you're involved with so many companies. What, what would you advise to get a part of so many companies? And I said, well, gain a specialized knowledge and, Gain a specialized knowledge means become talented and so much of value in a certain area that you use that talent to add value to a company in return you get paid for it. Early on for me was crowdfunding, and then later it became video production and now communication. But I guess it, it, the second part I would say to that question is communication, I really believe, is the most valuable talent you can always have because – AI is developing now. There's so many things, jobs getting destroyed, created. But I really believe if you can learn to really powerfully communicate, negotiate, mm-hmm. and pers- be persuasive, you will have a job for the rest of your life. Absolutely. You have built relationships with some very influential and powerful people. Um, Kevin Harrington is one. Jeff Hoffman, who founded Priceline, is another. What is the secret to building relationships with people like that and actually going into business with them? Not just meeting them, but actually doing business with them. Yeah, I, you got to come from a place of adding massive value and helping them. I mean, I look at Kevin, for example. I mean, I, I moved to Florida and I, I live here now and we have a massive portfolio of 20-some companies we're partners in. And it came down from adding massive value to him and helping him achieve his goal. It started mm-hmm. out by me hiring him to speak at my event, and then mm-hmm. I launched his book, and I, I made him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I would look at if you want to get in business with anybody or connect with anybody, come from a place of wanting to help them and actually want to help them, and also don't expect anything in return. Just help them. And when you show up enough and make their life easier, help them achieve their goals, make them money, they're going to pay attention to you. And then they're going to be like, hey, how can I help you? Reciprocity will kick in. The problem is most people go into it if they want something and they're going to them to get something. Mm-hmm. And and that's the wrong approach. You need to come as, as a servant. How can I serve you? But not mm-hmm. just say it, but actually do it. And when you mm-hmm. do it, like I found in my career is you're going to find, you're going to end up working together. Yeah. Do you, or did you, or have you, or do you now have a dream 10, a dream 25, a dream 100 list that you worked from to get the relationships and, and establish the relationships that you have now? Yes. I, Kevin was one of them years ago and mm-hmm. distantly how I got to him is through another connection that I invested money in a uh, guy. He did a deal with shark tank, or on deal a deal with a guy in Shark Tank, but 
I do a 10 list every year, and this is like people that are my friends, and but also people I want in my inner circle I say I'm going to battle with. And so I write down the 10 names, and those are people I'm going to make a lot of money with. We're going to grow together, and I find ways to help them. Mm-hmm. But I also have, like you said, the kind of dream list. I have a list of people that I want to work with in different ways, and, and I have the intention of, okay, how am I going to help them? achieve their goals and then that's just a part of my mind when i'm doing things and i just find Mm -hmm. ways to help them and know eventually we'll do business together and work together absolutely i definitely want to talk about an event that you have upcoming you've done this uh, at least a couple of times that i know of now rise and record tell us about this event and when is it and where is it and tell us about it yeah, so Rise and Record, we're coming up on our third year. Mm. Uh, it's, it's in Nashville, Tennessee, October 17th through the 19th. And Rise and Record is like it sounds. You rise up, share your story through video. And, I mean, it really comes back to you, Brian. I mean, all the years creating TV shows, documentaries, we learn the power of when you tell a story, and specifically through video or a film or any kind of video content, you can empower others, inspire them, but also you can grow a business. People buy into stories. And mm-hmm. so Rise and Record is all about helping the attendees share their story specifically, but also give them tactics on how to use their story and mm-hmm. video content to grow their business and to grow mm-hmm. their success in life, whether they're raising money for a charity, they're trying to sell a product or service, or they're just looking to get more exposure and build a brand. Yeah, absolutely. You can use video content to create a book, to create a course, yep. uh, to to market to a specific demographic. Uh, it's it's powerful stuff. I love that. I've I, I used to do a lot more video than I do now, and so this is just a, a slap on my own hand. I got to start doing video again because it it, yes, it can do. be it can be really powerful, and I really appreciate that. So. You've hosted and put together events, you know, Rise and Record, Young Entrepreneur Convention. What goes into planning a live event? I'm sure there's way more to it than <laughs> meets the eye. Yeah, it's funny because I I now speak all over the world. And I mean, now through the next eight weeks, I'm speaking in different cities somewhere. And I laugh because pe- people that are doing first events, they have no idea what it takes to put on an event. And they just, they underestimate it. It's, it's really hard to get butts and seats. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is, for one, start small. Like, you don't need a massive size event right away. Sometimes I've found the smaller events are actually more powerful mm-hmm. um, in building connection. But I would say, for one, okay, be very clear on what people are going to get from your event. Mine, simple, in the name, rise and record. You're going to mm-hmm. rise up and record content. So mm-hmm. I'm going to teach people. They're going to come to the event and they're going to walk away understanding how to share their story through video. So mm-hmm. be very clear in what the event is, not just another like business event. And then the other part is who's in the room and what the experience they're going to have. Because when you bring in influential people or talent or entertainment, people are going to want to attract to that. And also when you bring in big names, that helps sell tickets. Um, Again, at the beginning, early on, it's sometimes harder to do that because it costs money to bring in big names. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you have the right talent in the room and the right experience because after your first event, you have the right talent, the right experience. Those core founding member attendees are not only going to come back, but they're going to tell other people about the event. So you start building this reputation and brand. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I love the idea that you said you want the right people in the room. It, it's far more powerful to have 25 people in the room who are your core audience than it is to have 100 or 200 people where most of them probably really aren't going to be in your tribe after the event is done. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've done events with 500, close to 1,000 people, and rise and record. We actually limit it. We don't have more than 150 people there. Last year we had about 100, and we keep it very intimate. And I also don't tell a lot. Like I keep the ticket price, and it's anywhere from 800 to 5,000 dollars for a ticket. I keep it at a price where they people have to be really committed to want to go. And mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to get just anybody there. But most of the people that are at my events, I personally invite them because I'm trying to create this experience of just really good people beyond the speakers, the people in the room. And when you create that kind of environment, mm-hmm. you you create lasting outcome and this camaraderie and community that's just unexplainable. And And there's so much power in that, not only for your business, but also an impact that you can make with the people in the room. Absolutely. What is the most difficult part of planning a live event? Well, there's a million things, but I would say the biggest thing most people got to figure out, there's two sides. How do you fund it? Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm blessed enough to have the money to fund my events. We spend a lot of money on them. Um, but the second part is how do you get people there? How do you get people in the seats? And and again, it comes down to, I mean, now I have a track record events and reputation that people know oh, that's great events, testimonials. Um, but it's really just, it's a grind. Even, I mean, even the biggest names are grinding to sell tickets to mm-hmm. different things, whether it's a comedian or, or a speaker event or talent, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's in the numbers. So whether you're having core team that reach out to people, phone calls, emails, reaching out and telling people, hey, you should be at this event. And also, Brian, most of your ticket sales happen in the 30 to 45 days leading up to the event. Yeah, most people don't understand that. If you're still 60 days out and you've only sold maybe 20% of your tickets, yeah, you might have an issue, but just know that a lot of people don't commit until the very, very last minute. Yep, and that's why we we sit up where we do a blitz. Um, Literally the 60 days before, it's nonstop marketing now. Like we'll talk about it. We have regular posts on the, it's when it gets close to it, when we just people literally, if they see me on social media, they see nothing but rise and record. It's ingrained into them. (laughs) It's branded into them. Yeah, absolutely. We are coming up against our second break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. We're with Brandon T. Adams, and we're talking about Rise and Record, and we're talking about the power of video and using video in your business and planning a live event. And we'll talk about his other main event that he does every year called Young Entrepreneur Convention later in the show for sure. But really, honestly, if you have not done a live event before, you should, but know that it may not come very easily and you probably should consult with someone who's done this before. And that would be a really, really great idea. We're going to come right back after the break. In fact, I'll ask Brandon after the break, how do you find sponsors and investors for not only events, but for anything you want to do? How do you deal with obstacles and so much more? We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brienkwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brienkwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brandon T. Adams. And if you have not picked up my latest book, The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 3, pick that up. I also did a couple of books called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 1 and 2. And those interviews are based on those chapters are based on interviews from my show, and I want to do volume three sometime this coming year, too, if I can find the time and and make that happen. But I absolutely have enough content to make that work. So check those out, too. So, Brandon, we've been talking about doing live events. And, of course, we did touch on the idea of in the beginning, especially if you cannot self-fund your events, you have to find sponsors and investors for your events or for a lot of things. So how do you find those people? Well, the first year of your event is going to be the hardest mm-hmm. to get sponsorship because it's never been done before by you. Right. Right. And so what they'll say is, hey, come back to me after your first event. And so that that's difficult. Um, but what I would say is you look at what is at the beginning for your first event. Go to people in your circle, people know you, that trust you, that believe in you, that want to get behind it. So they, they might be willing to support and sponsor. But – you got to look at what are the value adds and I'll mm-hmm. just share a couple ideas here on how I've sold sponsorship. Well, one is eyeballs. So who are the people in your room? Um, what is that target market? And based on who those people are, what is a company that wants to get in front of those people because they could be potential customers. So think about that when you're speaking in your packets and everything, when you're communicating to a potential sponsor, the next thing is what are like the value ads you can give to them? So I've sold before sponsorships where people paid money to introduce a speaker because they wanted brand association where I've actually said, hey, you can introduce the speaker and you can get video footage of you introducing the speaker so they can use that in marketing. I've said, hey, you uh, if you want to – I've had big names on stage and I'll say, hey, given they had the right message, you can pay – for a sponsorship and we'll give you a 30 minute speaking slot. So people will pay to be on stages. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another way to get sponsorship or even saying, Hey, you want to be the sponsor of our VIP dinner. And at dinner, you can have five minutes to talk about your company, your business. 
these are all different things where they're value adds. They're p- people can see directly where the money's going, and and again, it's something where they can be that topic of that moment to get exposure and get potential customers. So so that's really what to look at. But starting out the first time around, it's not easy. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you got to go to everybody you know and and say, hey, believe in me, this is what it is, and find ways to speak into what they need. And they might say, hey, I'll sponsor if you let me do this. And mm-hmm. it's all a negotiation. Yeah, absolutely. And then you'll talk to some people who don't believe in the idea of having to pay to do anything and you just just go away. <laughs> you don't have my yeah. vision. You don't share my vision. And yeah, we probably won't be doing much stuff together. I get that for sure. So with events or with anything else, obviously, in order to achieve any level of success, you're going to run to a lot of obstacles, a lot of adversity. And we've talked about some of that. How do you deal with it? Something happens, to, well, happens for you, not to you. That's probably a mindset thing, first of all. Yep. But when something comes up that's unexpected, what is your first go-to thing that you're going to do? Well, if they something is going your way or somebody like says no to you, it's I look at next. Who's the next mm-hmm. person? They weren't a right fit. Because there is somebody out there that would be a perfect fit that'd be dying to be a part of your event. Yeah. Um, I look at it that way. And, you know, the first time I, I look back, Brian, you mentioned Young Entrepreneur Convention before. My first event was hard. I remember this was in July 2015. I had this vision. I, I went around to my other local uh, entrepreneur friends. I said, I want to create this event. Let's create this event. And we came together and we put in the work. We created a video. We started promoting. We actually did a crowdfunding campaign back then. We raised some money. I went to, like I said, I went to people that knew me and believed in me. And one of the first people I believed or that believed in me in that event was a guy named Tim Zarley of Zarley Law Firm. He actually got mm. me a patent and trademark for my invention Arctic Stick. Yeah. And, and Zarley, he saw it, he believed in it, and he had always wanted to do something like it. Well, let me tell you something. He sponsored that year, and Brian, he's been our main sponsor every year, and this has been our sixth year this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. And so that was just somebody who believed in me, and mm-hmm. we provided value, and he, he got business from it too. Yeah. And so um, you got to ask a lot of people. You got to you got to they get they you got to have that eye of the tiger, like that belief, like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And people will see that. And I had one person say to me once a year ago, they said, you know what? I don't quite know what you're doing, but that look on your face, I want to be a part of it. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I attended one of your young entrepreneur convention events and Zarly law was a sponsor. I had never heard of Zarly law until your event. And now they are sponsoring all the time. In fact, one of your featured people was Jake Paul that year, who's doing yeah. lots of lots of other things now. But uh, wow, what what a trip. What a trip. So let me ask you this. Um, you, you host a pitch competition during this event. How do you construct a great pitch? You know, it's funny. I, I spoke about this briefly this past weekend, and it's it's so awesome, Brian, because uh, for this event, we we've we have one of the largest elevator pitch competitions in the United States, and mm-hmm. we've given in since we started the event over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars between cash and prizes away. And I was actually judging some of the pitches here this past weekend, and it comes down to for one, telling a very compelling story. yeah, the the winners that won, uh, told great stories and you could visualize because an elevator pitch, you have no presentation, you have no visuals, you have to just communicate it. 
And so you have to have a compelling story, a story that people can follow. You have to show a problem in the market, and you have to show that you have the solution to the problem, and you have the credibility and background to be the solution to that problem. And then to the person that you're pitching, so like me as an investor, I need to know what's the market potential and what's the upside for me if I'm going to give you 25, 50, 100 grand. What's my potential upside? Are you going to make me 10x, 100x? And you have to share that vision. So me as the judge, I think, wow, it's a great pitch. They told a great story. They understand it. I get it. And there's huge opportunity for me to make a lot of my money. So that's yeah. what it takes. Tell a compelling story. Have a compelling offer and, and close it. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting. I mean, I watch Shark Tank a lot because it's one of my favorite shows. And one of the biggest reasons why – Sharks don't invest is because they don't see where they're going to make their money back or they see a very long path to maybe or maybe not even getting their money back at all. And so they have to buy out even though it sounds nice. But, yeah, you have to show people what the upside is for the investors, not just about what you want. It's about what they can benefit, how they can benefit as well. I love that. What are some of the biggest mistakes people make when pitching investors? Well, one they don't make a solid ask. They literally right. get the pitch, and then there's no ask. I mean, I see that too. They don't know the numbers. They don't know like the numbers of the market potential, where the money's going. And three, the biggest one I think is a marketing plan. Like they have this concept, this idea, all this. Well, how the heck are they going to sell it? Like, how are they going to get their product or service out there? What is their marketing plan? Most people fail to put together a real marketing plan. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about branding because that's really the essence of what we're talking about today. What goes into creating a memorable brand? You know, your brand is who you are, what you stand for, what people are saying about you when you're not around. It is a feeling. It is you think about like a brand is when you consistently say something constantly, it's ingrained in people's minds. And you look at, for me, I'm known for video content, creating mm -hmm. videos, creating things around video, mm -hmm. video, video, video. I say it so much, it sometimes annoys even me, but mm -hmm. you know that's me. If you need somebody for video, it's Brennan C. Adams. And so whatever it is you do, you need to constantly communicate that, specifically through social media, video content, and in other platforms online, because the more that people see you speaking about that, the more they're going to be likely to go to you for that product or service. And again, I think the biggest way, the best way to build a brand online is constantly sharing through video content mm -hmm. who you are, what you do, how you help people, and sharing past case studies of other people you've helped with your area of expertise. Yeah. And when you consistently do this online, it builds a brand. But even the next step, work with influential people. I mean, early in my career, again, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, mm -hmm. I helped him. I became – that was one of the success stories. I helped him launch companies, and we made a lot of money together, and then – well, other people like, well, if Kevin Harrington will work with them, like I definitely want to work with them. And they, they want to say, hey, I work with a guy that works directly with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's brand association, which yeah. helps you charge more and get more clients. Right. Absolutely. So you've had a lot of impact with video. You're on my timeline constantly, and I love it because I, I do watch your videos. What is the single biggest opportunity that has become – had those come to you because of video? You know, I 
I've had major deals come from video content, but one of the big ones that comes to mind is I had, I mean, even every week now, like Brian, I had somebody recently just uh, hire me because he saw my videos over the years. Mm. And, but I will say one of the biggest ones was in 2016, I was doing a Facebook live and I've told this story on the show before, but Mm -hmm. I was doing a Facebook live in my backyard and there was only eight viewers well, mm-hmm. one of those viewers was a guy that was one of the producers of the time of the movie Think and Grits Legacy, yeah. and they were just started with creating this project. And he saw the video. He saw me preaching, and he he reached out to me and said, hey, we'd love to have you a part of the film uh, Think and Grits Legacy, and we'd love to do a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. And so that video led to being in a film, the youngest guy in a film to creating a film that now has been seen by millions of people in Mm -hmm. three different languages and still making an impact to this day. And so that came from a video I posted on social media. That is absolutely fantastic. And uh, just real quickly, we've got less than a minute to our break. How do you know what to say yes or no to? You know, I, when you clearly understand what it is, your vision and goal is for life and where you want to go it makes it a lot easier to say no because if it doesn't fit in line with where you want to go, then it's a no. But also I look at it now in life is it's it's either a hell yes or a hell no. It's it's like it's gotta be something where you see I a hundred percent wanna say yes to this. It all parts of me, my gut feeling says yes to it, and it's it's again in terms of what my vision is for where I want to go. And that's how I determine if I say yes or no. That's fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is all going. And uh, we've been talking about video and doing live events and the opportunities that can come along. In our final segment, I would love to spend a little bit of time talking about Brandon's book, The Road to Success, talking about developing a Uh, a championship mindset and just what he's learned from traveling around the country and producing a TV show. We have so much that we're not going to get to, but that's okay. We're going to come right back and discuss the most important stuff that we have left to talk about when we come back from the break. This is success profiles radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away down the stretch. We come when we come back, please stay tuned. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Did you know 
the average five-year-old asks about 400 questions a day. I overheard an embarrassing one. A little boy was talking to his grandmother on the telephone and said, I haven't seen you in a long time, Grandma. Are you in heaven? What do you call a small person who talks a lot? A yif-yaf. Not to be confused with a yip-yap, which is a young, scatterbrained person. Here are some questions I think we've all wondered. If humans evolved from monkeys and apes, why do we still have monkeys and apes? Why doesn't glue stick to the inside of the bottle? Where did the phrase, curiosity killed the cat, come from? It's actually a 16th century American saying that daredevil, curious cats, can sometimes get into trouble. Here's a couple of other words for daredevils. Hardy darties or harem scarums. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brandon T. Adams. He's here for the seventh time, and it always goes fast. I have way more questions to ask than I actually have time for. So let's just get right, right to it. Brandon, you get a lot done. I am an avid follower of yours on Facebook and, and social media. What are some of your best productivity secrets? Yes. So I really believe how you start your day determines the rest of your day and whatever that priming is for you. For me personally, uh, I when I wake up, I like to read. I like to write. I like to just kind of focus on me, whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and then the other big part is I exercise. It's proven when you do some kind of exercise that engages part of your brain and actually um, basically makes you more creative. It gives you more mm-hmm. creativity. And so that's like my thing I feel accomplished before I start the day. And and so that's a start. But the other thing is being conscious of your schedule and putting it in your calendar. Your yeah. days will have 15 calls in a day, back to back to back. Yeah. And I just know, okay, that's my time slot. I show up and it's a numbers game. The more mm-hmm. things, calls you have, conversations, the things you book in, the more momentum you have towards whatever you're doing. And then the other thing is I always set the intention the night before, hey, this is my plan for tomorrow. Here's my plan for the week. And once the day comes, I know this is what I'm going to get done tomorrow. And so being very intentional and put in your calendar. Uh, otherwise, your schedule will just take control of you and nothing will get done. Perfect. Let's talk about your book, The Road to Success. And the, I've seen – yeah, go ahead. The Road to Success. So yes. for, for all of you listening right now, if you're interested in the book, I'll, I'll – Send it to you for free. You just gotta you get a cover the shipping. You can go to the road to success bookoffer.com. But the road to success, it is really the journey, Brian, from when Samantha and I traveled the country, lived in different cities, and created the TV series Success in Your City. And so we share behind the scenes of what it took to actually produce a show and and also what we did in these different cities, but what we learned from the entrepreneurs or the individuals in each city. So from uh, two-time all-star Shea Hillenbrand, who went from uh, $20 million in the bank and, and top of his game to losing everything, to uh, athletes, to entrepreneurs, to a real estate team, um, to a guy that was living on the streets and playing violin to make money. 
And so all kinds of stories, we share that. And the whole point of the book is to make you think differently about success, your own version of success, and help you have the resources to get there for your own journey. Absolutely. So you you got some sponsors to help you with this journey too, correct? Yeah, so we had we got sponsors in different cities, and they were sponsors that were – basically helped fund the show as we were going. I mean, I funded a lot of it with my own money, but we also had people in different cities um, that were sponsors. And and one I'll shout out to Rich Barker, a mutual friend of ours in Arizona. Yep. Rich Barker, I was just actually with him a few weeks ago. He was a sponsor, producer of our show, and other just people that wanted to be a part of something they that uh, they believed in and uh, get a little uh, exposure in the process. So. Those people are still to this day very close friends of mine, and I'll never forget them for helping us help produce that show. Absolutely. Let's talk about developing a championship mindset because we've talked about not giving up and we've just talked about being completely focused. But what does that mean to you, developing a championship mindset? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's – there's a, f- a few things to this. One is like, again, who you surround is so important because that energy, the attitude will determine like where you're going to go and having coaches and mentors. Why do you think big fighters have a coach in their corner, mm-hmm. helping them like see things they don't see and pushing them beyond where they think they can go. And so there's things like that, but also it's really how you think. I mean, it's very cliche, but like, if you think you can, you will. And if you think mm-hmm. you can't, you won't. And right. you have to f- really convince your own mind before you even think it's a reality that it can become mm-hmm. a reality. And once it becomes a part of your subconscious and your being that, hey, I will win, nothing will beat me, and you actually believe that, every force of you for every move that you make, every step that you make is with that thought process, mm-hmm. which gives you that energy to actually do it. So you you have to really work in your mind, and that's why it's important to – Go to these different events, read different books, listen to music that empowers you, and do things that put you in a positive state of mind. Mm-hmm. And so even reading your goals, write, writing them down and constantly reviewing them to make them a part of your whole soul and being. And so these are the things that I'm – like I have around me right now. I have pictures. I have frames. I have writing. I have goals. I have notes everywhere around my house. That I see constantly that I don't even realize throughout the day it's ingrained into my mind, which gives me the championship mindset. That is absolutely fantastic. What is the best investment you can make in 2023? The best investment you can make in 2023 beyond in your brain, in yourself, is in video content. Because if you're looking to grow a business specifically, if you're looking to get exposure and seeing the more people that see you, the more people that will work with you, the more people that you eventually can find ways to collaborate with. So investing in video content, publishing on social media. That's fantastic. What are your favorite social media sites to post on? I know that you are on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn, you're on TikTok and Instagram, right? LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I, Instagram is my favorite too. I love Instagram, but LinkedIn has the most powerful opportunity for growth and clients and and I think it's very underutilized, and I've been doubling down on LinkedIn. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. What are your top core values? Because most successful people that I know have that compass inside them. Do good unto others and treat them as how you would want to be treated. It's a golden rule. And always add value to others 
and and do more for than what you're paid for and you will eventually get more in return than what they pay you and and so that's how i kind of live my life and just always being a person of value like it's beyond your work i mean it's for your significant other it's for when i show up in the coffee shop i give a great tip or i ask somebody how their day is or make that moment on somebody that they won't forget always creating a powerful experience and moment for somebody mm-hmm. and that's just this is how i i live my life and i really think when you do that obviously you're a happier person but more comes back to you in return yeah masterminding is a huge theme in think and grow rich and it's a huge buzzword now some people do it right and some people think they're doing it right but it's not it's not really a mastermind what what is a mastermind for you and according to napoleon hill yeah so a mastermind is when two or more people come together with a common goal in mind and work in perfect harmony towards it and it's actually proven when there's two or more people together in a room working towards something, the ether and collaboration between their minds commingle in a way that give them ideas they couldn't get by themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like if you have two or three or four batteries together, they're more powerful than mm-hmm. one battery itself. And yeah. so a mastermind, which the term comes from the book mm-hmm. Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, is like we put on masterminds. People come together. And they sit in a room, they strategize, they brainstorm, they ask for advice, feedback, they exchange connections, and they work together towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. That's what a mastermind is. And you have the right mastermind, which I've been doing for years. It can really exponentially grow your business. Yeah, I love that. What is some of the best advice you've ever received? Cactus Jack Behringer said to me years ago, and I didn't understand it right away. He said, Brandon, you become what you think about most of the time. And I want to say this again for everybody listening. You become what you think about most of the time. So most people, they think about different things. We Like I might think about what I want in life, where I'm going. I might be thinking about if I'm going to go out this weekend or other people might be thinking about, I mean, let's talk about it. They might be thinking about going drinking. They might be thinking mm-hmm. about <laughs> their sex life. They might be thinking about the the pleasurable things that they want to do in their life. And they may not be thinking about the things that are more productive in their life. They might be thinking about negative things. They might be thinking about positive things. The point I'm giving you here, here is people that are extremely successful. They're very conscious on what they actually think about, because hmm. when you actually think about this, like my mind is a computer system and I'm forcing myself to think, the things that are going to bring value to my life. It's easy for some people, especially when they're around the wrong people, to think to the negative, think what won't work, think of the things that don't bring value toward their life. And so for me, I've trained my mind to only think about possibilities, think about where I wanted to go, and think on things that actually bring value to my life and not bring down my energy. So you become what you think about most of the time. Be very careful what you think about. That's awesome. What has surprised you about entrepreneurship? You know, it's way harder than you think it is. There's a Mm. quote uh, that I had about my wall many years is entrepreneurs spend a few years of their life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. Um, I'm in the stage now where I spend a lot of things doing things that most people can't do. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like I'm just getting started. Um, so that, that's been one thing. It always takes a lot longer than what you think it's going to take. 
Yeah. What is your best advice to entrepreneurs who might be struggling right now? If you're struggling right now, just know that it's it's part of life. Like yeah. everything and, and think about this. Things happen for you, not against you. Mm-hmm. You've had a bad relationship recently. It's happening for you. The client didn't come through. They didn't pay. It's happening for you. The deal didn't work. It's happening for you. Whatever you think in that moment isn't happening in the way you wanted, it's happening for you. And you won't see it till down the road because you'll look mm-hmm. back and be like, aha, that's why that happened. Because this opened up a door to something else for me, or this experience taught me a lesson that opened up something else for me. Life is happening for you, not against you. Absolutely. And we've got less than two minutes until the end. So here's the question I ask everyone who inspires and motivates you? So my wife um, drives me, and my father, uh, my parents, and some of my mentors and people around me just make me like want to get up and be the best version of myself. And, and also the thought of like, Hey, this could be the last day on earth. I could mm-hmm. die tomorrow. And mm-hmm. knowing that it's, it just gives me a thought is I don't ever want to have a what if. Right. And as we wind down, how can we find you? How can we try with you and vibe with you? Brandon T. Adams. I am at Brandon T. Adams on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and then you can go to BrandonTAdams.com. Or if you want to come to our event, Rise and Record, go to RiseandRecord.com. Brandon, thank you for being here once again. It was a joy to have you back here again. Thank you, buddy. It's always a pleasure. All right. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until next week, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K.